0: Stern filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles, and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide.
1: All right, everybody, here we are one more time with The Actor's Guide. Today, we have a very special guest. She is a longtime friend. Actually, she used to be my student, but she's far surpassed me so i had to bring her on because this is a lady that i knew was going to be a star and that's what she is uh she is bonnie marie williams and she's a voiceover actor she is uh started from the bottom worked her way up and she is about to give you a ton of advice on how to do that and so hello bonnie how you doing Hi, Anne. I'm great. And to say that I surpassed you,
0: Mm-mm. don't talk about my friend like that.
1: <laughs> well, Bonnie, we are equal fans of each other, and that's why I love talking to you. You make me feel good, but I, I'm here to make you feel good as well, because the, there is something about you, even back when you were, I think I knew you as a teenager, and um, and you are so not a teenager now, but I'm not going to say what your age is. But you, oh, have, you. you have definitely uh, worked from just a dream to a reality. And you did it really on your own. I I well, no, I'm sure you had people helping, but I, I think about how when you were in in college and I was a professor at your college and you were I think you were an acting major, right?
0: I was an acting major. Yep, that's correct.
1: And your dream that's was we met. And your dream was probably to be a, a professional actor and and I can't stress how important acting skills are to the voiceover artist um and you know that uh personally uh uh, so you know when you graduated we we kind of lost touch and then one day oh i don't know about oh it was at least 10 years ago I remember uh, getting a call, or, or you reached out on Facebook, and we have had a beautiful history together. And I got to see you because uh, I was a voiceover artist, and you know you you were asking for a little bit of advice, and I gave it to you, but you just took off. So I want you to tell the audience exactly how you got your start in voiceover uh, the in the voiceover business.
0: Sure. So, I actually got my start in college. The first thing I ever recorded was at the campus radio station, and one of my friends worked there. And she said, "Hey, you know, do you want to do a, a radio station commercial?" And I said, yeah, okay." Because I mean, you know me; I'm the type that I'll try anything once. And you know, my original dream was to go be on Broadway, but my voice is is not Broadway level, and my, neither are my dancing skills. So, <laughs> I, I pivoted a little bit. But when she Introduced me to the the campus radio station to do this commercial. I said, "Yeah, I'm game. what's it about?" She said, "Well, it's a it's a food it's a Mexican food commercial." And I said, "Okay, what do I have to do?" <laughs> well, you just have to pretend you like it. And I said, "That's not even acting." <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so we did this this commercial. And a few years ago, I actually reached out to the radio station and I said, "Hey, do you happen to have?" in your archives somewhere do you happen to have this because i'm actually a full-time voice actor now and i would just love to hear it for oh, yeah. the sake of history purposes and oh, i said it yeah. would be around this date because i put it on facebook like i did my first voiceover thing today oh. i put it on facebook and i didn't think that was going to lead to anything and they emailed it back to me and i listened to it and i went okay i've gotten better since then that's good <laughs> and what is it well
1: what but it, even though that was your first taste of the voiceover stuff, I, I know because I was with you a lot of that, those years. Mm-hmm. I know that you, you know, you, you did not actually go into voiceover work or you, you really didn't talk a lot, a lot about doing that. Although I was trying to spur you into doing character voices for cartoons because what the audience here does not know is you've got the flexibility, uh, in your voice where you can play so many characters, and so many funny characters, cartoon type characters, but we'll get to that later. The point is, that obviously gave you an itch. But what was the actual moment that you just said, this is what I want to do? This is what I'm gonna do? Yes.
0: So you were one of the only two people I knew that I met doing theater who said, hey, I think you'd be really good at this. And Mm. I was doing, you know, I was doing TV and film, and I didn't love it. I didn't, It didn't give me that feeling that I had when I was an undergrad getting my theater degree and being on stage and I was doing some theater too. And I just became really, I don't want to say disenfranchised. I just didn't have that same spark. I didn't love it anymore. And so... You know, it was you and one of my other friends that I met doing theater and both of you encouraged me in different ways. And Mm. you said, I think you'd be good at this. And I said, "Okay, there are two people telling me this now. Maybe (laughs) it's something I need to try because I want to be an actor and I don't know where I fit in on stage and on film. And I don't where is the place for me? And it wasn't until playing around um, and getting to know it better from you and playing around in my friend's booth. She said, you know what, just come to my studio. I'll throw some scripts at you. Just play around and have fun. And if you hate it, you hate it. But I think you'd really like it. And so, I had so much fun just being in there and and going right. nuts. And I didn't have to worry about what do I look like. It oh, I didn't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> Isn't that the and most was, awesome thing about it? Was amazing. It? I know. Yeah, doing so voice
1: doing voiceovers. I mean, a lot of people have great voices, but they also look awesome. So you know, you feel yeah. like oh, don't don't hide yourself in a studio. Go out there and let 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 the people see you. Uh, personally, I'm sitting here right now in ponytails, a sweat shirt, shorts, um, no makeup on my face. I mean, I'm lucky I took a shower. The point is, I love being in the studio because no one has to look at me. And that's a fun exactly. thing about, you know, the voiceover. So so just to our audience, yeah, you could do that if you wanted to. Um, I have to you do have to wear pants. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sitting here in my underwear. Um, what type of training? Once you decided you're going to do this, because I, I remember I kind of lost track of you for a little while. Next thing you know, you're just taking off doing voiceovers. So did you get any training? to do voiceover. Okay, what'd you do?
0: Absolutely. So after I left my friend's booth and I said, oh my gosh, this was amazing. She said, you know, hey, so what you got to do now is take classes with people who don't know you. Right. And go take classes with different people. So I just went to, you know, I went to the Google and I said, voice voiceover classes, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I found some on Groupon and I went to one of them and I was just sitting and talking to the instructor. And he said, you know, I'm just enjoying sitting here talking to you. I really <laughs> like your voice. And I said, well, that's cool. Great. And we recorded stuff. And I was taking classes with different people. I was going to a workshop intensive with one instructor and I was going to another one. I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. And I went to one class where the special guest at the end of the intensive was somebody that had been in some of the Arkham games and I have a total voice crush on him (laughs) and the instructor knew that I was I was geeking out over this guy and she said hey you know I think I think Bonnie might be a little bit in love with you she's gonna ask you for a photo after class (laughs) I was mortified but I totally was and I brought that up to her recently it was really fun yeah I took so many classes so you took
1: classes did you have to pay for them Yes, absolutely. okay. What is the average um, amount that that you would uh, tell this audience that they would have to expect to pay for a class? Uh, the
0: average I've seen is about one hundred and fifty dollars per hour if you're doing one-on-one training, but I've seen some things as around the the twenty dollars price mark. It really, really depends. If you find a group on, that's great. But I want to tell people definitely do your due diligence and. Look these people up. Don't just look up their website and see like, wow, they have this amazing voiceover coaching website, but look up their actual voiceover history and their reviews and, you know, see if... Anybody that you know knows them. And I, I have right. a list of resources on my website if somebody's interested oh, yes. in looking we're gonna, up voiceover classes. Well,
1: we're going to link this episode to your website. Uh awesome. and, and also, one last question regarding your cla- the classes, because we do need to move on. But, uh, but did that fee include a demo? Did they record your demo?
0: No, because mm. that's separate. Okay. Um, one of the big things that I have seen be cautious of classes and i'm trying to be really careful how i phrase this (laughs) be be uh, i want to say cautious that's the word i'm going to use be cautious about class packages that say take three classes and then we'll record you because Mm. that's not enough time for most people Um, especially for people who have never taken a class before you're only you're going to be ready to make a demo after three classes oh, and being behind right. the mic right, right you need time to learn what are your styles mm-hmm. and the the demo producer should get to know you and know your voice and what's going to bring out your strengths versus mm-hmm. here's this package and and you want to be careful of demo mills um that's oh, that's what so those called. classes yes yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what they're called mm-hmm. so classes are absolutely worth it if you get a weird feeling about somebody then you know absolutely trust your gut. But mm-hmm. if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is. No, oh, that's the old saying for
1: all the industries. Well, now, mm-hmm. what What about an agent? Do you have one? How did you get one? What uh, In voiceovers, particularly?
0: Sure. So I do have a few agents throughout the country. I am currently in the market for new Los Angeles representation. Mm. Um, out here. I'm redoing my commercial demo, actually, that we're talking about demos. I'm in the process of redoing that since it's been about three years. But um, I do have, I think, four agents and maybe a fifth one uh, throughout the, the <laughs> continental US. So how busy can and a person th- be
1: when they can't remember how many agents they have? That's hilarious.
0: You are too, <laughs>
1: too busy, lady, too busy. Uh, oh.
0: um, but I, I do have a few. How did you get your out? agent?
1: how how did yeah. you how did you get
0: them so referrals can be great if you have them mm-hmm. i have helped some of my colleagues get in touch with some of my agents through referrals but mm-hmm. typically you want to go to their website you want to look up you know what their agency does do you feel like you're a good match for them do you mm-hmm. feel like You have a type that they don't have on their roster. Can you bring something unique to their roster? Do Mm -hmm. you want to work with them? So I went to these different agency websites and I looked and I said, okay, you know, they don't have a ginormous roster. There's probably room for my voice and the (laughs) the skills that I have. And then you follow, if an agent gives you directions, follow them to the T because they will say, don't submit unless you send in this and this and this. Right. So read the directions carefully. And, and also, it's
1: um, a, that's also often a test to, yes. to see, do you follow directions? And I'm not just talking for voiceover uh, agents Auditions and casting too. directors. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, yes, I'm talking about across the board when given instructions by the person that could get you the job or is holding the reins, take the direction I don't I don't be all oh man I can't tell you how many times somebody says to me well the the agent just didn't understand the character and I'm like I don't care what you think about that agent's understanding of the character that's what you, they want so you got to give it to yep. them if you want to work exactly. you got you got to get off your high horse. Uh, sometimes. And yep. just and you know that this is this is all about, I hate to say it, but submitting in many ways. Um, so that is, uh, you know, that is interesting information regarding agents, you can have more than one is what I'm learning from you, you
0: can have more than one, it just has to be in a different market. So okay. typically, you don't want to have the same agent in the same city, you want to have them in different areas. Okay. And ideally, you want to have you know, if you have one agent that just does commercials, then mm-hmm. you want to have one that focuses more on animation, if that's where your career is. Or if you have one L.A. agent that just represents you on camera, then you can probably have another one who represents you in voiceover. But okay, well, then that, that
1: leads to a question I was going to ask you later, but I'm going to ask it now, is that sure? Uh, you, I've already explained, uh, have so many possible voices that you can, you know, styles that you can portray. Uh, you know, you, you've you got the character voices and the accents and all that. But what is your opinion? I mean, you're, you're saying a different agent for different things. Can a person expect to make a decent living just with their one natural voice, not having so many uh, versatile
0: styles? I think so, especially if you know how to use it. If mm-hmm. you can only do one type of read Mm -hmm. and let's say you do maybe you do a really kick-ass announcer read and that's what right. all of the specs call for mm-hmm. then great if you've got that shoehorned in and your agent knows you can knock that out of the park mm-hmm. then you know absolutely um, and also if, if it's can, a unique yeah.
1: voice that that really uh, is just so compelling I mean think about it the voice has to draw the listener in right and and if it is a voice I had a student recently a, a voiceover student and they had one voice I I could not get any accents out of this guy. I couldn't get any styles. And you know, I, but his natural voice was so unique and so compelling. I said, you know, I think you're going to be, uh, you're going to do fine. In the industry, but what are you doing? You're you're doing cartoons. Tell us all the the aspects that you that you have, uh, all of the styles. Uh, what what you you got? All these agents. How how do you uh, sell yourself in this industry uh, uh, for styles?
0: Sure. So I try to let my agents know. Here's you know my skill sets, and they know what I bring to the table. And I tell them vocally I have a similar style to you know, Amy Poehler, Kristen Bell, Kristen Schall. So vocally when a style, when something comes in like that, it's like, okay, that's my wheelhouse. And they also know that I play little boys typically. Oh, so wow. I've gotten some, some auditions from some of my agents specifically that say we're only sending this out to our talent who specialize in boy voices because wow. of X, Y, or Z. So, um, I like to just try anything. I don't do a lot of medical narration. I have before. Mm. Um, I've done some scientific stuff. But lately, as soon as I say it's one thing, then it becomes something else. But I've done Mm. radio commercials. I just did a corporate narration this morning. I do a lot of techno, techno, (laughs) technological, (laughs) like tech narrations, technology, technology, you know, this is the way of the future type stuff, because Mm -hmm. I can understand a lot of that Mm -hmm. Mm verbiage. And so if you can bring skill sets that you have Mm -hmm. in your everyday life to your voiceover side of things, it can really, really help open up those new avenues for you. But I play little boys a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, okay. So
1: I, I, Then I okay, you're I have to ask you, give me your little boy voice. (laughs) Give me Um, your little boy voice. What does that sound like?
0: Yeah, so uh, it's kind of down here, and um, I kind of go like I get really excited about some things, and then uh, if it's kind of sad, then he's kind of down here, and I can make him, I can make him younger, and I can also make him a little bit older. It just kind of depends on the placement in my chest. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome, Bonnie! Okay, guys. His name is Bobby. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Giving him a name, yeah.
1: And so, so, but what I loved is you explained where you were pulling that voice from. In, in, it, you said it's it's more down in your chest, or you know, and and I'll tell you what, you know, I don't know uh, uh, if if Bonnie, if you took my voice class when you were in in school, but I know that the the most important thing I like to teach, and I'm I'm thinking that you're you're going to agree that the most important thing is about tonality and where you resonate from and where that that sound comes from. And and so you just said, you know, down in your chest, you know, uh, I will say this, though, when you were just now doing that voice, it sounds nothing like your natural voice. So see, that's a great talent. And, and it's something that can be well, I, I'm not saying that everyone can achieve that that type of ability, mm-hmm. but but really, if you practice enough, and that's what classes are about, right? They teach you how to f- find those voices. Is is that what you learned in class?
0: I learned that in a class that oh, was specifically well. taught by one of my friends in North Carolina who does a lot of boy voices. And wow. at first, when I tried to do it, listen, I was not good. I spent it took me about a year to just be able to do a basic one and not have it sound like complete matter garbage. And then another year, it, it got better every year, but I began practicing. And then finally, I found like a, a way to kind of lead in like a switch to turn it on. Mm-hmm. And it's where I go. Oh, and then I find it. Oh, interesting. And I can, like adjust it. We call yeah. that
1: a trick. We call it a yep. trick, and, exactly. and it's the trick for getting into that that character voice. That is so fantastic. Um, boy, I'm I'm gonna run out of time, but I'm gonna try to squeeze all these questions I have because I I just I just think they're all so important. Uh, but I am gonna ask you first of all, uh, very quickly: Do you have a warm up routine for your voice? Like before you actually go into a session, uh, what do you do to get your voice uh, prepared?
0: Yeah, so I like to work out first I think it especially if it's something that's kind of difficult you mean like running on a treadmill or something oh I don't run it it hurts my chest too (laughs) much (laughs) I don't like to run but you know doing doing some sort of at least a walk and um, some sort of strength training is really great you can do some dance cardio I'm cool with that type of stuff just something that gets your blood pumping and your body moving right. and and into out of your head and into your body i think really helps mm-hmm. so i love to do that first mm-hmm. and i notice a difference between my lung capacity before, yeah. if I work out or yeah. if I don't, and,
1: and that is what it's mostly about is the breathing. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it has to do with, well, it it is everything. It's breath, yeah, it's, it's tone, it's articulation, it's all of it. But uh, it's
0: all of it. But yeah. My
1: goodness, if without the breath, who needs the tone or the articulation, right? You know, exactly.
0: You don't have breath, you don't have anything. You have nothing. I also use singing straws, and those I really enjoy. I do have a. I do have a promo code where you can get a discount on those because I, I became an affiliate a few months ago. Okay, I'm sorry. You're going to
1: have to explain this. I have never heard of a singing straw in my life.
0: Yeah, so there's three that come in it. And depending on your lung capacity, and you, you'll sing and push the air through the straws. Oh and it helps to just kind of just get things warmed up so anytime I have a really long session I'll use one of those and it just you can use all sorts of um because you have to focus on getting the air and the Mm -hmm. sound through the the hole and it can help with um just getting that airflow going it can help with articulation and with warming up without strain and that you can use is it for fascinating. singing. oh my god yeah it's really cool i'll well send you a picture of okay
1: it. so what i need is i'll need the website too uh for, for for how somebody could get a singing straw i'm ordering a singing straw tonight i this is crazy yeah, i'll give
0: you my discount code it's vo superhero we'll oh. take a discount
1: oh yeah bonnie at vo superhero oh i love yep. it um Okay. I have a few more questions though. That, that, that was the most fascinating thing I've heard yet in all these interviews. Um, so, uh, what do you believe? What do you feel about, uh, the VO platforms, the pay to play, you know, platforms, which are, are available to anybody? Anybody can go yes. on the internet and anybody can upload their demo mm-hmm. and, and anybody can audition, you know, because you just submit your demo. But it, it, what do you
0: think about that? So I think they can be a good thing, but I would highly advise against making that your sole focus or your sole source of voiceover income. Because if that website gets taken down tomorrow, you're done. You're you're done. Yeah. yeah. I've made some great clients off of casting websites. I mm-hmm. try not to use them too much, but I mm-hmm. do have a profile on one of them just for SEO purposes Mm -hmm. and really just take a look at, if they say we have millions of voice actors, Mm -hmm. maybe that's not the best one you wanna be on. Um, But there are some that do vet their talent and they say that's how they tell their clients, Mm -hmm. hey, I've only got Mm -hmm. people that are vetted and approved and that mm-hmm. I can feel confident in sending you. So there are a whole yeah. bunch of different ones. Well, but- I think that if
1: if you don't, if they don't, you know, if you don't pay a huge fee up front, uh, it gives you an opportunity to audition, and maybe once in a while you can make a hundred bucks or something. Uh, maybe that would be for the beginner person just having a good time. But uh, but yeah, I personally feel like if you have to pay a thousand dollars to join one of these groups, I think I think it's a scam. I I just don't believe in them. You know, that's yeah. My and
0: if and if you have. If you have a, I think most of them will let you have a free profile on it. Just do a free profile. And if it sends you an invitation to audition and you don't have to pay. That's right. Do that. Try that. And
1: many of them do. And we're not going to promote any of those because that's not what we're here to do. But I will say... Just get on, just Google it. Um, but yeah, that's if you want it. But again, we want to warn you, right? We want to warn you. Just don't put all your stuff into that, and certainly don't pay big, big bucks. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, just just your opinion. I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me what what you take home every year, but you know, when you got started. Uh, and you, and you were getting some jobs. If, if somebody just thought, I'm going to just start doing this, I'm going to just start, you know, trying to get some work. What are you thinking, uh, is, is, is something that people could just, uh, expect to take in, uh, as far as salary, uh, for a part-time voiceover work
0: for part-time or full-time even (laughs) for full-time. It's really hard to, to give a number. I advise people. I tell people if you want to do this for part-time money, um, I'll just say, don't be an actor. If you want to do it for part-time money, typically for most people, because if you want to be an actor or if you want, to make money don't be an actor <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. no no um, that's
1: no we i've been talking with other people lately about that in these interviews and i mean we're just getting a kick out of you know the questions i'll get where they'll say you know well you know what what's the best paying thing i can do well i think voiceovers is probably the best paying thing you can do if you're an actor and you have a good voice and you have the the equipment speaking of which what do you recommend for equipment what do you recommend for the beginner to to just start recording What do they need? What's the basics?
0: Make sure you want to have a really good sound treated space to record in because if you're recording in something that's echoey and sounds like a bathroom, Mm -hmm. you're going to have garbage quality no matter what recording equipment you're using. Mm -hmm. But I will absolutely always say, and this has been advised to me, and I've seen it in many places get training before you drop thousands of dollars on equipment. Right. My first microphone ever and this is not something I would use for voiceover, but I got it just I said, you know, let me let me just see I'll use it as practice to see if I really like it. It's not a good microphone for voiceover. I got a blue a blue Yeti. I remember. And, I went to your apartment and I saw that. And I,
1: mm-hmm. I remember that microphone.
0: I yep, do. That was my, like, I'm taking classes. Let me see know. if I can figure this out. Hey, but that it, was get, yeah. it was something. Yeah. It was something. And then I discovered I loved it and then I upgraded. So right. I'm going to tell people that, you know, your yeah. microphone is is unique to you and your voice, but right. if you're gonna get a microphone, there are some there are some kits on on Amazon that are you know a Scarlet Focusrite Solo Interface is great, oh, and then I you want to get it. a microphone mm-hmm. that is an XLR cable microphone, mm-hmm. not a USB. Mm-hmm. You want to do that, and there are some good ones. There's an mm-hmm. Audio Technica twenty twenty USB mm-hmm. is a pretty solid microphone. I have a friend who uses it. Mm-hmm. I'm not USB XLR. I'm sorry. I have a friend who uses it and it's, it's their workhorse and they do really well with it. Yeah, And you know, that's their microphone. That's what they like. I used it for a while. Mm -hmm. I've had, let me see if I count the Yeti. And then I got the Rode NT1A, which I don't recommend for vocals. If you're Mm going to do that, the Rode NT1 is a good microphone for vocals. Then I got the AT2020. And now, and well, my, my microphone I bought as a present to myself when I went full-time <laughs> in voiceover was the Neumann TLM-103. And, that's, and you, a, that's a snazzy mic. And that's oh one I've got back here with me in LA.
1: That's fantastic. And and also, you know, you'll find that in the first year or two of voiceover work, most of the stuff you do with the money you make is gifts to yourself because you want to get a better mic, you want to get a better interface, you know, and you keep upgrading until you get to the point where, okay, this is where I wanted to be all along. So, mm-hmm. you know, no, the, the, And tax write-offs. <laughs> oh, honey, you got that right. Oh, uh, I have one more question for you because we're about to run out of time, but I just want to uh I just want to ask you this. And I've a i have i asked this of actors, but this applies to voiceovers too, because I will be honest with you. I just turned a job down a couple of weeks ago. And I mm-hmm. don't do that a lot, but I wanted to ask you, have you ever turned a job down? If so, why? And yeah, give us that. And then I'm going to ask a little follow-up question if we have time.
0: Sure. So I have because I realized I was not, actually, I've I've done a few. I've realized I was not vocally right for the part or I didn't feel comfortable with the material, whatever it was. If it feels icky to me or if I feel like, you know, I could do this, but it's going to be mediocre Mm -hmm. and I know I'm better than Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. then I will turn it down. Um, I actually turned down a job recently because I didn't think I was vocally right for the part. And then this person hired a friend of mine who was doing a great job with it. And we were talking about something and they said, yeah, this person messaged me. And I said, wait a minute. Is it this person? And we both had a moment and we laughed about it. Oh, but. my goodness.
1: That's I. Like, that's and it's a small world. You know, I try to tell people, you know, in this industry, get ready. Try not to like badmouth people. Try not to mm-hmm. make enemies. This industry. And when I say this industry, I'm talking about the whole thing. Voiceovers, uh, film, television, theater. The industry is way too small to be making enemies. Just try to, yes. you know, because if you had said something really tacky and then you found out, oh, my gosh that you know that that's a mutual friend or whatever the point is is that you just you know you're going to find out that you they they say six degrees of separation Uh -uh. is about two and a half degrees of separation uh in this industry uh my last question i think i have about one more minute and i wanted to ask you uh what is your favorite we got to hear you do your little boy voice which was absolutely unbelievable but what about your favorite gig you've ever done as far as voiceovers go what was
0: it As far as voiceovers, it's honestly, uh, it's a tie between the first time I ever played a a big group of kids was for Gary Vee's animation pilot. And that was where I played 11 kids oh out of a God. 13 character cast. Oh, wow. And six of them were boys and five were girls. And the, the crew was amazing to work with. And they just let me go nuts creatively. And what what a gift as an actor, oh, just to have fun. Yeah. And then they animate around your stuff. And I got to be friends with everybody and go visit them in New York, you know, pre Panini. And um, it, was, it was wonderful. And, uh, I love jobs where I typically get to be my little boy voice because he gets oh. to have a lot of fun. And you know, if you burp or you fart during the session, it's just <laughs> you're in character, right? So, anything I get to do with that is, is super fun. I love doing.
1: Only that. <laughs> Bonnie could get away with making excuses for her burps and farts. I, I am. Um, this is why I love her, everybody. And I think you're gonna you you're gonna love her too. The more you check her out, because she's at uh, voice uh, is it vo superhero dot com. Is that your website?
0: Vosuperhero.com. Vo is in voiceover, not V-O is in body odor. That's what oh I tell god! people
1: on the phone when I have to give my v- email, <laughs> v is in voice. Yeah, v is in voice. superhero dot com, and uh, and I'm also going to be putting up uh, other links. You know that we've discussed, but since uh, we're running out of time, I'm just going to thank you, Bonnie Marie Williams. You are a treasure. I've I absolutely. Adore you. You're like my, uh, you're like my best friend slash daughter. And I'm so glad that you have just done so much with voiceovers. And I'm so proud to know you. And thank you. Thank you for coming on and give us a, a lot of advice. Thank
0: you for believing in me before I even believed in myself. No,
1: well, and this is what we need more of. We need people encouraging each other. And I know you do that for others. And I hope the people in the audience listening right now, they'll do that for others as well. All right, guys. Thank you a lot. We'll catch you next time. Tag. You're it.
0: This has been the actor's guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.